0: A Jedi, we've been expecting you. You're listening to the Star Wars Exchange podcast with your hosts Mike and Ari.
1: Your escape to that galaxy far, far away.
0: Okay, shut that thing off and grab some seats. What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to the Star Wars Exchange. Wow, we're back for another Ahsoka after show. And how good does it feel to be watching this sort of Star Wars again? We're absolutely loving it. That was just a historic moment in Star Wars history, Eric, in episode six of Ahsoka. Mike and I literally just watched it together. And, uh, yeah, I think we we, we we both feel a bit speechless. Like, it's just incredible what, uh, what Dave Filoni and the team have pulled off with this show. And, uh, man... We're so ready to talk talk about this, despite our speechlessness. Um, but I'm actually not joined by Mike today. I'm uh, I'm joined by Mr. Rivera uh, <laughs> because Mike is, Mike's got a new job, guys. And uh, man, we're we're very proud of our guy here at the at the SW Exchange Show. So shout out, Mr. Rivera and uh, buddy. How you going this week?
1: Uh, hey, what's up? That's I didn't expect that intro. I don't know what to say, but thank you, thank you for having me. Um. Yeah, it's life. Is throws crazy things in our way, but you know we make do. Like Ezra did not foresee any of that coming, and and he came up with a plan and he executed and he followed through and he dealt with the consequences after. Right. So that's me right now. I feel very tired after teaching middle school for a whole day, whole week. It's been, but we move. Um. But yeah, what a what a great time just to live for. These Tuesdays to watch Ahsoka, and like I said last mm. week, it's just such a treat to be looking forward to the show every week because I'm genuinely enjoying this show a lot. um I don't think it's one of the great pieces in Star Wars ever, not even last week's episode, but I still do really, really enjoy this, and I think it's hitting all the right beats for me. And what more can I want? You know, I, I, like I said, I'm not totally blown away by the show. I'm not even blown away by the show, but I, I think in a sense, like. I'm just very moved by it, and it's, um, you know the the on uh, this show just has big shoulders. Like it's been able to cover, like, just carry that legacy of rebels in such a very nice way to honor the show, but yet you know bring in new people um that you haven't really known rebels and all that, and make them interested in stuff. And like, who are these characters and who are these characters? And you definitely get the sense, like. Oh shoot, I think I need to catch up on homework to be able to understand this, but I think it's it's kind of good homework to do and stuff. So, good reading to do. So, yeah, this show is just baffled me in all the good ways. Like I'm like how did they pull this off and how were they able to like bring in all these like characters that you had to watch on Disney XD like <laughs> almost 10 years ago like it's insane so yeah. just it, it it's incredible and like we'll sit here and crap on like some of the creative processes that happen uh on the for the disney plus service but this is one of those moments that i'm like thank you disney plus for existing because we would have not got the show any other way um it, it, this true this is truly like a, a spectacle so um yeah what a what a great week um and what a great day that we're having um just witnessing what we witness um but how are you doing Ari? how's how's uh nah, how are things <laughs> <laughs> um
0: no i'm i'm doing pretty good yeah I'm, I'm healthier than i've than i've been recently and and back out and about which which is good but who cares about that let's talk about a so <laughs> let's just get stuck into ahsoka because I'm, I'm right there with you. I said just before this episode, like, I think I agree, like, I'm not entirely, like, blown away. Like, this is incredible. But I'm like, this is just some of the most fun I've ever had with Star Wars. Like, I'm just enjoying watching this so much week to week. Like you said, like, I'm like, man, it's Wednesday morning again. Like, let's go. New Ahsoka episode. Um, So, you know, it's right up there with the enjoyment that I've, you know, this is as much fun as I've had since, like, you know, Siege of Mandalore, Rebels, since, since Rebels was going, you know, or the early days of you know, Force Awakens and Rogue One. Like, I'm just having so much fun right now. It's definitely uh, the most fun I've had with the Disney Plus show. Like, no disrespect to any of the others, but I'm just like, this is just, this is just awesome. And, and I hope they it, it continues in this in this trajectory. But man, yeah, I'm right there with you. Do you have any other, other like overall thoughts you
1: want to go on before we start breaking it down? It just feels like Christmas every time I watch this Christmas <laughs> morning. Every time I watch this um this show, like it's just I just. Want to like open every like just mystery box, and I just want to get to like where's Thrawn, where's Ezra, and we got that this week. So yeah, like I'm very tired, so I may not seem excited, but <laughs> I am like just very excited to talk about this episode. So I'm ready. No, likewise.
0: Um, you said it feels like Christmas, man. I wish it was it, this show came out around Christmas because it just feels so like Star Warsy. I, I don't know why they felt the need to push it out in. Uh, august or whenever whenever it debuted i wish this came out around november december like that feels like the star wars season for me especially i mean i guess that's of out of their control they thought skeleton crew would be coming out then and then that's been delayed because of the strikes and all that anyway i wish the show came out at a better time of the year but i mean that's barely a gripe um man yeah i I've, i have so many thoughts but let's let's go through the episode as it was uh we started off with ahsoka and hu yang and as Hu Yang says, man, he's done it all now. He's done it all now, 10,000 years of existence or whatever it is. And, uh, he's, you know, he's traversing from one galaxy to another and he feels very accomplished about himself. So I'm, I'm really happy for Hu Yang. Um, but now Soker and him have a good chat about, you know, the Jedi temple, the stories that, that, that they were told and how this feels like, a, I mean, there was a lot of conversation about like, the whole episode about this uh, you know this just feels like a story that that I was told as a child, but no it's it's really coming true. And I almost feel the same as a viewer, like just in the sense of, oh my God, we've heard so much about um, or so so much or so little. I don't even know. But just about going from one galaxy to another, finding Ezra and Thorne. It, it feels like something I've heard about nonstop for six years. And then we're finally there, finally there. Um anyway, but they had a nice conversation then it all uh leads into the uh, uh hu yang saying it's a long uh let me tell you a story a long time ago in the galaxy far far away honestly mm-hmm. it kind of rolled my eyes uh it was, it was a little bit cringeworthy but in hindsight i'm like you know what uh, with the way the episode went i thought actually no that's that's kind of cute i don't mind that uh, but then we are off and we didn't see ahsoka and Huyang again but yeah what do you think of that opening couple of minutes mike
1: yeah uh i gotta say this you know people have complained about the intros to ahsoka This was really nice. I mean, yeah, it's like roll of the eye moment. But for me, I was just, um, I think it was the music that made me feel otherwise. And again, like I say every week, the music is important to communicating what's on the screen. Um, It just enhances the story, if anything. And it did. And the experience. uh, Once you get the opening logos to Ahsoka, um, I don't know if you noticed this, but um, did you hear the same uh beats from the music that's played when the temple is collapsing in season four of of rebels when ezra pulls i I didn't pick up on that when ezra puts his fist when ezra puts his fist against the temple wall and he like just you know when he's supposed to shut the door to the world between worlds it was like those same beats that were playing and i was like oh my god like i was like you know, I just heard the similar beats, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like we're in for a treat today. And then it said "far, far away," and I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like that's we're getting it this week. We're getting the big dog, Ezra Bridger. But um, yeah, th- this opening scene, um, like I said, I just love seeing Ahsoka in that like white outfit and everything, and her character feels totally alive now. doesn't feel so dead, you know. Just mm-hmm. I, I'm glad we didn't see see her in the cockpit, just sitting there with her arms folded, being like yang we've been over this before like it was just such a different vibe and and i love that and last week's episode was making that direct point of what's happened to ahsoka right so i especially enjoyed their conversation in the cockpit um even as and it was the only time we saw them in the episode which fair enough because we had a lot to get into but yeah like i said i enjoyed seeing ahsoka and and huang just even every time I see him, I'm just like taken aback by, wow, I cannot believe we were introduced to this guy like 10 years ago, and now we're seeing him in live action. Like, it's just, and we've had, we made a whole journey with Ahsoka. Like, Ahsoka is like my top two favorite Star Wars characters ever. Like, mm-hmm. I personally have just mirrored my life like a lot like Ahsoka's, and it, she is just, The character for me, uh, alongside like Canon jars and stuff, but Ahsoka's is one of those characters that it's like I lived for. And after she left the Jedi Temple, what happened to her? And now that she's sitting here in the cockpit with Hugh Ang talking about like even her the time before her, I'm just like, we've just we've just gone like everywhere with Ahsoka, and it's just I know a lot of people complain about that, but i'll complain about that too but then i'll sit there and be like appreciative of that because Mm -hmm. i just love her character so yeah like i I love these just moments where they just get to sit down and have little chats like that but like i said the opening logos the best one they've had so far that was great
0: yeah yeah and i'm i'm with you just on the whole like going everywhere with ahsoka sometimes you can sit and be like does ahsoka need to be in this but um (laughs) <laughs> yeah overall it's been it's been like amazing just following her journey like from yeah it goes from oh the temple she left the temple what happened to her then and then we see her in rebels and then it's what happened to her after the the fight with vader and then they go back and they say well actually this is what happened to her after the temple and then now they go back and say well this is what happened to her after the fight it's like putting all these pieces together yeah there's like yeah there's not uh much be- they, they couldn't have picked a much better character to have you know uh, exposed us to so much you know what i mean because ahsoka is great um I, I will say I, I was kind of annoyed because at the opening I, I felt like Ahsoka kind of took a step back from where she was at, at the end of last episode. It uh, you know the episode ended with Hera saying uh, her saying to Hera, "Oh Ahsoka, like uh, oh no, Hera, we'll bring them both home, whatever." So it's sort of putting aside that whole like mm. well, we need to sacrifice the greater good, but and if that means Ezra is, is banished, then that's what that means. And then she was sort of back to that mindset. At the start of this episode not entirely but it was a I, I wish she was a little bit more forthcoming to the idea of um I, I guess just having hope of like we will save ezra and we will defeat Thrawn. you know what i mean instead of just being like and now it's open like just still she kind of i felt like she took a back step and, and went a little pessimistic again it wasn't quite the same but i don't know what do you think of that
1: no i totally see what you're saying because she was like she went more she went again at uh, plain the master role being like, hmm, well it, it's a be I, I fear Sabine did it all for selfish reasons, you know. Yeah. She definitely played the master role in that. Um and then I, I love like Hugh Ang's kind of rebuttal um to her that kind of just kind of made her think for a second. But mm-hmm. no, I, I did I did feel that because it felt like this, like not to say, not to compare this to that, but it almost felt like Oh my god we're seeing ray going and finding luke skywalker it's like oh my god she found luke skywalker in the next movie it's just like <laughs> the like was thrown and whatever oh, again not to yeah. compare it to that but it was kind of it wasn't that bad of a whiplash but it just was definitely a step back but yeah. um i mean i i only think it's like well yeah i mean she's she's she is valid I don't think the entire time, the entire ride there, she's gonna be smiling, and be like, "Let's go, yes, let's <laughs> yeah, yeah." Go, okay, right. But like it's, the the two week travel, she's just like, exactly, I'm happy yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm happy again. No, yeah. it's gonna be definitely having those thoughts and that. So to me, I was like, "Oh, okay." She's bringing up something that's a valid concern, um, yeah. but she's sticking through with um, going and saving Sabine and whatever comes along with that. No,
0: okay. I appreciate that explanation. I'll, that'll be my head cannon. Um, also I, I said this to Jasper, um, uh, before the episode even started we've had a lot of talk at uh, the three of us about the live action Purgle, but in the recap, I was like, I just had the thought, man, I'd hate to be like, imagine like the Purgle whose job it is, uh, it, like the Purgle dentist, like the local Purgle dentist, they must have a really tough job because have you seen how many teeth those guys have? Like if you were to take an x-ray of the Purgle, you'd be like, wow, well like, you know, you're tooth up here is a bit oh yeah, just just a thought God. I had
1: just <laughs> <What>? <laughs> do you not agree <laughs> you know what bring back Bring back the the Pergol teeth that were in rebels. Yeah. Bring exactly. back those
0: teeth. those dentists don't have you know have to no. file through like imagine flossing. Oh my god. There's, got there's so too many.
1: many jobs out there. You you just yeah. can't have that. You just and there's too many whales to take care of. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I would say every second Purgle would have to just have like a degree
0: in, you know, being a dentist or whatever degree they <laughs> go they because I they they must have they need to really sort out their hygiene, you know.
1: Like I don't. That. I don't know. I think Ahsoka and her two week travel. I think she's gonna get busy and start and get out the ship and do something with her life. I exactly.
0: Know. Yeah. So, anyways, um, that was weird. Maybe we'll Jeez. post that on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, a, a, a serious thought was I was glad. I really love the pacing of the show in general. The way they uh, chop it up in terms of, um who who gets how much screen time where and where the attention goes. And I liked that, um, you know, last week we got no Sabine because that really worked with what we were seeing. And then this week it was pretty much all Sabine, but, uh, but we still got that anecdote with the Soka. I just like the way this show is edited and chopped up and the pacing. I'm like, yeah, I'm just super on board with that. I hope that continues because I, I think throughout all six episodes, I've liked that. And I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they juggle the Hera storyline if they even pursue that at all in these next two episodes. So anyway, <laughs> really liked that. Um, but yeah, man, we we then uh get past the the title screen and we're in a new galaxy. <laughs> How about that? wouldn't have wouldn't have thought we were gonna be seeing that uh, you know, recently, but bang, we're in the new galaxy. I think that's uh pretty awesome. What were your initial thoughts? We got we got night sisters straight away. Um we saw these loath wolf looking creatures that aren't loath wolves. Um and I thought overall, um it just looked great it looks like they would have filmed a lot of that um at an outdoor location somewhere and i was really happy with the way it looked for the most part i thought compared to other like you know in uh the obi-wan series when they went outdoor to do some filming it just looked like you know some some hills out in, <laughs> out in uh, excuse me some hills out in california somewhere so um yeah anyways what did you think of the new galaxy
1: i, I thought it a great location i mean i love that you know people compare about complain about the um, cinematography and some of the background colors and everything. And they'll say it looks sluggish and grayish and all that stuff and boring. But I I definitely felt that that type of um, grayish color definitely enhanced the weirdness and oddity that is this planet. I mean, a lot of it reminded me of when we were on Dathomir in the first Jedi Fallen Order game. Well, in Jedi Fallen Order. Um, just desolate. Uh, you know that there's things around the corner, but you just don't know what. I definitely got that feeling. Um, so that was cool. Um, but it was so surreal. Again, it. I love being able to say that I love Star Wars Rebels and I love the Club Wars. Um, idiots and incels back in the day and still some now would argue about you know, the Clone Wars is better. No Star Wars Rebels is better. It's like, you can sit there and love both and appreciate both. I mean, if I want a cinematic experience, I'll watch the Clone Wars any day. If I want something heartfelt, casual going, um, a bit more intimate, I'll watch Rebels, you know? Um, but it, like I just, the two shows serve different purposes for me. Um, so, uh, the fact that, like, you know, so I love both series a ton, a ton. And I, it's like my go to Star Wars, period. Um, the fact that we saw Night Sisters in live action like that, blown away. Like, I'm just, again, it, it was, I just got chills. I was like, oh man, that is so cool. That is so cool that, you know, we just get to see that in live action. And the same thing, like, their voice was like, kind of echoed like the way mother thousands was in clone wars i'm like this is so cool it's so rad so again i'm uh, i just want to go back to my 10 year old self and tell myself like you know like oh my god in i don't know 15 some years this is gonna happen like it's just crazy it's it's just something that i have to mention and and you know go on about because it's just it like just that important to me so anyways, um, but yeah, I thought this lo- location was great. Um, I It was very eerie that this was a graveyard for Pergo. I thought that was a lot, that was very creepy. Um, so, But I very much love that concept because of the camera, when it kind of like zoomed in on the planet, it took us through, um, I absolutely love that you just saw bone and carcass just floating in space. When you think that's, oh, those are asteroids. It's like, no, it's dead Pergo. I'm like, that. Very, very cool stuff. Um, and like I said, thought the planet was cool, desolate, a little creepy, um, and all that. So yeah. Very cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that the Night Sisters was I don't know, I, that was really unexpected to me. I, I no, liked yeah. that um the that they were the ones talking to Morgan Elspeth, because I remember thinking in the second episode where she's sort of hearing like a vision or, or a calling. I was like, that's just not. I don't know. I was. I don't like the idea of Thrawn like sitting there being like, "Oh, oh right, come yes. oh, <laughs> <I> just <laughs> it seems kind of weird to me. Yeah. Um, so I like that that's what it was, and and that all. I don't know. It all just makes sense to as a Star Wars fan. I'm like, yep, that makes sense. Great. Yeah. Um, in terms of sorry, you go on.
1: Um, I just want to say, and uh, did I just lose my thought? No way. Um, the Night Sisters. There's something there that I wanted to say about the Night Sisters. Oh well, I'll come back to me. I'm sure. Anyway, we'll, we'll circle back.
0: Too. We'll circle back when you think of it. Um, but yeah, just my my thoughts on the new uh, galaxy, whatever we're calling it. I thought it was great. I thought it looked good. I thought just that the feeling of it was was nice. Um, and I, and I said this to Mike already, but I just love Dave Filoni is in his element <clears throat> when he's writing about the mystical side of Star Wars. Where if it's I want people like him writing about the well world between worlds, the new galaxy, the Purgle, that, uh, that sort of stuff, even, even, you know, the Jedi. Um, and I'm just so happy with the way he's treated this. It doesn't feel like a, um, like a cash grab to be like, come check out the new galaxy or look at our time traveling portal. Like it's never like that. It, it always makes sense. And it really serves the the narrative. And I, I really appreciate that um, about Dave Filoni, but, but yeah seeing nicest in live in live action i can't add to what to what you've already said but yeah same same idea of wow i i just could not have possibly believed as a kid watching clone wars that that, that would translate you know 15 odd years later or, or whatever
1: it is um so yeah that was great did you get your thought back uh yes uh first want to note that the mother she had like this uh specific headwear that we seen in clone wars before it went on the sith ghost um on Moribon when yoda goes there to confront the sith i thought that was cool mm-hmm. i'm like oh yeah that kind of cone-shaped thing that was cool and then absolutely chills um when morgan elspeth was like um where's Thrawn? uh is he coming can i talk to him and they're like you will wait i thought i was like oh all right they got some spice to them they got a kick <laughs> That I just want to point kick. that out because that literally made me like laugh and I was like, oh, you know, that kind of scared me a little. Wow,
0: well, all right. Well, if you want to spook Mike this Halloween, <laughs> now we know how. I <laughs> oh, mean, we really don't even celebrate Halloween in Australia. that's has been weird. Mm. Um, anyways, let's talk about it though. um He's back, Mister Mister Blue, whatever you call him. Thrawn. Never ever heard anyone called him Mister Blue. Just made that up. But anyway, man, I this was fantastic man to hear a voice the exact same voice that we already know him as you could just close your eyes and listen and it was great i thought he looked pretty good too you know it's never going to be perfect but i think uh i i thought it it was very solid just the whole appearance um and yeah just the whole oh man the star destroyer approaching the battalion of stormtroopers, and they were even like i just noticed little things like thrawn as a, a it, it it really just felt like it fit his character for his um uniforms to still be so clean but then if you look on like the uh, around his neck it w- there was like little markings you could tell that it, it had been really worn down because he's been wearing it for you know 10 odd years but then he still put that effort and just little things like that i really appreciated and uh, and then the stormtroopers obviously having that all like um that uh, banished look of like yep yeah, they've been out out and about without any you know normal society for for however long it's been so the introduction was great. He sounded incredible. Everything he said just lined up with the Thrawn we know, but it felt, it, uh, and I think I felt the same with Ezra, but we will get to that same but different. You know what I mean? I, I like that they stuck to the character's roots, but it looks like they're going to sort of evolve beyond what we already know about him. So, man, I'm very interested to hear your your thoughts as someone who, you know, has uh, read a lot of the Thrawn novels and all that sort of stuff. What did you think of the uh, live-action debut of, of uh, the Grand
1: Admiral? fascinating fascinating i think i I definitely have come to terms with dave feloni's interpretation of Thrawn is very different than timothy zahn's interpretation of of thron i've i've made peace with that um you know we would all jump to straws and and try to make connect bridges that just weren't there with Thrawn's characterization and rebels and some of the things he would do where it's like oh you know he's not really the bad guy but, but but we just i've just come to terms with that that they're just gonna do their own thing in live action even though the books have kind of done things otherwise but that's okay but for me reading about thrawn and you know i've had i had um i've had a couple conversations with the with thrawn creator timothy zahn and every time i'm just gushing over the thrawn character because thrawn is like one of my care- favorite characters i've read all the canon thrawn books um working my way through the expanded universe ones, you know, the Legends ones. So um yeah, I, I kind of know a bit about Thrawn, but um and just uh, like I just had that blue hype rush when Thrawn came out in and Rebels. Like I tried to get everything Thrawn um you know figure-wise and everything but the only thing I could get my hands on was the black series but all that to say I'm a big fan of Thrawn so I was very much looking forward to this um, Lars Mickelson said though that his throne was going to or his his voice was going to be a bit different than he was in rebels and I'm like what are you talking about yeah like, it's, <laughs> it's the same. It's, it's the same thing and I love it like don't they'll change it you don't have to change yeah. it um and I, I think Arya said it. it you said what if it ain't broke don't fix it exactly if it ain't broke don't fix it um I mean Ari was like if I just if when I would close my eyes I would just hear that. Thrawn or see that Thrawn for rebels i'm like yeah absolutely i didn't even have to close my eyes i'm like oh it's Thrawn. like (laughs) it was just uh it was just that good um so i thought lara's performance was great um even the head tilts were good and i thought he added his own thing um to the character so i thought that was great like physical um performance wise on that physicality but um yeah like it was just great like i don't like i didn't expect it to be anything different i mean sure like you know it's like Thrawn looks a bit different in animation but that's animation like this is live action not to say it's superior but it's like this goes along with the movies you know if you want to elevate them you know i see the movies on this like golden platter not not to say that you know rebels and clone wars aren't up there but it's just like the movies like that is just forever will be star wars you know um and and the fact that we're getting to see like this blue guy blue grand Admiral that has been so like raved about for so many decades and we finally get to see him in live action like come on! like how exciting and especially rewarding for all those rebels fans and all that but um yeah that was great as soon as the, the star destroyer came into view i was like oh we're, we're getting thrown now like mm-hmm. I, I was like oh oh great like i just got excited and then i was like wait is that even his star destroyer and then you just saw the patches that were on the ship and then uh-huh. you saw the chimera on the bottom. And I was like, Oh man, that is sick. Oh, that was like great. that is, and I just got chills. Cause I'm like the last time we saw this Star store, it was being lugged by space whales um, <laughs> to the unknown. So now it's, we got to see the unknown and we got to see um, the, this ship again. And, and I love that. We got to see the, um those Imperial gunships in the, in the back, the ones that went to pick up Ezra when he, when, you know, or, no, he flew to the ship himself. But you know, those Imperial gunships that we see in Rebels and stuff, they were just docked there. And I was like, oh man. I don't know. It's just so cool that it's just, it's one of those things that I'll look back in a month and be like, did that really happen? Like right now, it just kind of, we're just reacting to it. But it just, oh man. I could have like an hour conversation about just Thrawn himself and that. But great. I, I loved it. Lars brought his own um different movements to the character and didn't keep it kind of wooden like the throne that we saw in the rebels like he had his own posture and everything so i like that you know i would if i was in that position i would definitely add my own flavor rather than trying to mimic the screen even though he's played the character already so that was great and um stormtroopers look very cool everything felt very legends eu to me um Mm. so that was cool that's a good point um Everything felt like that kind of, like, yeah, That just the storytelling from the 90s, but those creators would have done after um, the original trilogy. So all that yeah. felt very um, dated, but in a very good way.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I, I second everything you said. I think um, as well, that
1: interaction with Sabine and Thrawn was fantastic. Oh. I mean. Have, uh, did they have any interactions in Rebels, like face to face? I'm trying to remember. Uh i I feel like they did.
0: Well I i know in um don't they bring up his hologram in uh in the when in the finale when they're there and they're all sort of yapping at him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Man, we should yeah, we should we gotta do our homework on that. Um <laughs> but man, that yeah, this was just such a great interaction. Although it did somewhat bring up one of the, the criticism of the show that I, I keep harping on about is like it feels like there would be so much more um, emotion, maybe not from Thrawn because that is sort of the, a big part of his character is that he's he's so calm under, you know, any any pressure or any uh, extravagant circumstance. So, uh, but I wish Sabine was like sort of like, like y- y- surely your jaw would just be on the floor that you've just seen Thrawn, the person that you, you know, threw everything at, you sacrificed your best friend just to defeat this guy and you've just seen him, you're in a new galaxy With a bunch of stormtroopers, surely your jaw is just on the floor. Like, I cannot believe this. But it seems sort of so like, oh, Thrawn, yeah, you're back. Like, I can tell she's phased by it. But I I just wish there was a bit more, like, gravity to some of this stuff. And, like, I thought that they dealt with it uh, on Ezra's side of things very well. But it just feels, uh, feels like so much more of a big deal to the audience than it is to the characters. When I feel like it should be a huge deal to the characters, especially Sabine, that Thrawn has just come back like this. Despite that, though, the interaction was great. It was so cool. Thrawn was like, uh, the writing for, for him is uh, was so top notch. Um, whereas you know, f- for Sabine, it sort of lacks sometimes. But uh, for Thrawn, I thought it was great. Um, Matt, yeah, what what a cool interaction. What are your thoughts? Uh,
1: no, yeah, I I totally felt that because I'm like, I feel like almost Sabine should have been kind of lounging at him trying to throw a punch or something yeah um yeah exactly because she lost Canaan because of him um she lost uh ezra because of him so and it changed her you know so i feel like she would have you know been a bit more reactionary to that but um you know i mean we are dealing with an older sabine so it's like that could those the sabine that we know could have just those Moments of outburst could have just been something because of her age and whatnot. Um, but yeah, since we're dealing with an older Sabina, could be a bit different. But um, I'll still, I would still like to hear that. Um, I, I would still love to hear Tessa Car being like Thrawn, you know, or like yeah, where yeah. is As like Thrawn? You should be dead. Or I, you yeah, could like, just like, come what on. did you do
0: to him? Where is exactly? He, like, where's, like, where's the urgency?
1: Come on, man. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um but absolutely I was floored that the two characters were standing there and not only just that but in live action. I'm like are we really doing this? Like it's still insane to me, but it, it was still like again, close your eyes and just hear it out and it's just like mm. rebels playing out and I'm like I cannot believe we're here. Um so yeah, so even I have to mention sabine um that moment where she was like trying to use the force and I, I we're gonna get that scene soon where she actually uses the force but where she's trying to yeah. use the force and then it's what rocks up behind her was it the who would did someone open the door or was it the star destroyer that, came star destroyer, yeah. that yeah. was so cool that was so cool so um but yeah you're right i, I would have totally loved to see sabine just like be as as expression as we were being like, oh my god, like Thrawn and Sabine, but yeah, like Thrawn knows all about Sabine, and he's like, oh, you brought oh Sabine, oh, that would be perfect, bring her to me. Yeah, he knows exactly who he's dealing with. Even this happened later in the episode, but when Thrawn said ah- Ahsoka Tano, I was like, oh man, because they never crossed paths and in Rebels, and they were in different seasons, but. Oh my God, that was that was in itself chilling to hear Thrawn say, and he's like, "Bring me everything you know about her, her master." Her. I was like, "Oh my God." Well, I thought since he had no time, he would have figured all that out already. Um, but you know, still, that was very cool. Yeah, no doubt. We'll sort of uh, jump around
0: a little bit here, but <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the other the other returning characters. So obviously. They send Sabine off uh, on the uh, on the Howler, I think they're calling them, um, and then you know she stumbles across across some samurai people, which I don't know that the locals they seem to be. Um, that was interesting. Uh, obviously, Balin and are following her will get to Balin because he sort of has his own arc this episode. Um, and then she stumbles across these uh these little creatures, which at first I was sort of like, what what is happening here? And then I I literally when uh. The other, so the, we were interacting with that first one, and then a few of them that pop up, and there's like four or five of them. And I turned to, to Jasper, and I was like, "These really seem like they're friends. These guys really seem like they're friends with Ezra. <laughs> there's just something about it, you know." Like, and of course they were. Sabine goes into the village, and I told Mike this. It feels like major. Uh, you're gonna. Have, you're the. You're more of a Clone Wars expert than me. What are the episodes with Aila Secura in season one of Clone Wars in that small village? Um, defenders of peace yeah it, it reminded me of that arc so much just with like the little society they have going. Lerman. There. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but yeah she's wandering around and then uh yeah i think everyone everyone was literally on the edge of their seats waiting for that shot to happen where where our guy wanders in and eventually he does and uh he said you know he knew he could count on her and then uh, and the, i will say <laughs> the moment was it was it definitely wasn't ruined for me but i was sort of like uh the line where he says gee like you took your time or something i was like i could have wrote that myself like that just felt like the most predictable line uh nonetheless uh the scene goes on and the the two embrace and this was a moment where i felt like the uh even though maybe to someone from who hasn't seen rebels um it might seem like there wasn't much gravity to this but i thought it was done perfectly i thought that's exactly how the characters would have interacted after all they've been through the man, the hug was was just beautiful. The music was was transcending. Uh, it really, yeah, really, it touched me emotionally. I'm sure, I'm sure it did others as well. But yeah, I've been waiting for for to like so many others to for Ezra to come back like this for a long, long time. So um, to finally see him him up there was great. And, and you know, I, for me, it really felt like a lot of this show Ezra being like a favorite character of mine, or well, well, straight up my favorite character. I was like everything could be bad and Ezra could be bo- good and I'd still like it. Or if everything was good and Ezra was done badly, I probably wouldn't like it. Like uh, maybe, and that's probably unfair on the creators, but that's just how I feel about that character. And, and I thought it was done great. It's obviously such a small anecdote. What well, we've got is like literally only a minute, but man, I thought it was just done beautifully. I um, I, I like the the casting choice. I think it definitely, same with Throne. it feels different, but the same. Um, I like that. Uh, I think in hindsight, I'm like I really would have hated if they had have done a Ezra turned evil or whatever that sort of arc. Or Ezra joined Thrawn. Um, I love what they've done with him. It feels so authentic. It feels like a grown up version of of that teenager that we saw in, in Rebels, wandering around, uh, mucking around with loath Cats or tapping into the dark side. It just it just felt perfect to me. And then the um, the chemistry between Sabine and Ezra was great. I love I love that friendship. Um, And I thought those two actors that have never had a a scene together before, I'm guessing, um, they really captured that beautifully. And it's, it's just set up, uh, you know, just a crazy next two weeks of Ahsoka to see what the conversations that are going to be had. And I think Ezra literally says, Oh my God, I have so many questions. And I immediately thought about making a meme of you with with this face, with all the promos we've been making about questions and stuff. I was like, mike is literally ezra right now but anyways no this was this was so i've yeah i honestly i was i was so touched by this but but mike what were your thoughts i know you loved it as well
1: oh man yeah i didn't even honestly i didn't even expect um ezra so soon um i was i don't know where these the the turtle people reminded me of turgle from jedi survivor so yes yes. he reminded me from that and then. The song, uh, uh, what was the song in Jedi Survivor? It was uh, Something Star, I Wonder Where You Are. And then I got sad. And then my emotions were interrupted when I hear a, f- a familiar voice. I'm like, huh? And then, I mean, like, it was like a, ma- a man's voice. I'm like, huh? Like, so it brought me back into the show, even though I was daydreaming about Survivor for a second. And I'm like, oh, my God, it tends to sure. Like, I was so caught off guard like i was just completely um just thrown to one side being like oh my god wait it's it's really ezra and i was just like it's so funny because we we've not grown attached to this version of ezra and not even to this style so it's like the fact that was a completely different um iteration of ezra and we were sitting there like oh my god with our mouths uh, you know agape and all that and just just feeling all the emotions and exactly what you said about the two actors who never shared a scene but you just felt all the emotion like that mm-hmm. superb acting from them both because they genuinely yeah. you just felt the chemistry there and yeah. and it they just definitely
0: captured perfectly. the magic from rebels and put it into this show yes
1: yes and it was it was just great and Ezra looks great he sounds great um my only question is how the hell <laughs> is Ezra so close to Thrawn and they just have not done, like, there's just been no, just to me, that is just so blatantly stupid. Like, I, I, it kind of almost ruined the moment for me where I'm like, wait, he was in a village nearby and you're, Thrawn is, yeah, but they're is, always
0: on the move.
1: No. <laughs> no, just no. That no, that was that was poor writing on 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 that end because I was like that. Just you're telling me, that I just I was not. I didn't want this to be this whole thing because I didn't want to hype it up too much of of Thron and Ezra's story because in my head canon, the using the Thrawn version that Timothy Zahn has written for the books for the for the for the canon books. I totally saw Thrawn now being removed from the Empire, wor- working with Ezra to survive, and both of them coming together to survive. And not necessarily Ezra turning to an Imperial or not necessarily Thrawn turning t- into a rebel, but I definitely saw it that way. I understand that Dave Filoni loves Thrawn from the 90s and and wants that villain-esque character, and he that's he's trying to adapt the heir to the empire storyline into the Mandalverse, right but man i just would have so killed to see that ezra and thron working together i know you know crap just happened between them ezra lost his master because of thron's factories but but it just would have been so cool um for the Thrawn that was being um created and, and and developed over in the books like seriously read them it's it's a fascinating thrawn more yeah. fascinating than the one we've gotten in and rebels and i'm gonna assume here but um but anyways it putting that aside still just seeing ezra alive and well even though he's still nearby thrawn doesn't make sense <laughs> to me but i'm gonna i'm gonna move past that because if not i'm i gonna rant about it but Again, just seeing Ezra there—one of my favorite characters in Star Wars ever. Oh man, just, just, just puts you in emotionally because you think about all the, all the times because Ezra was the focus for Rebels, Ahsoka was the focus for Clone Wars, and these characters are about to like, like I know we they've already met before and they've already crossed paths, but we're gonna see them together again, and and to me. I'm just and, and in live action too. I'm like, we have a character representing one era and another character representing another era. If it's for Star Wars in my life, and I'm just like, I'm just so unprepared. I'm so mentally unprepared for when Azoka and Ezra like reunite oh. as well. But Ezra, Ezra, however, is going to be like, why didn't you come find me? You know, <laughs> like she promised she said it, she would. It was Sabine first, but whatever. Uh, it's one of those moments where you, like you said, like not everything lines up um, exactly how rebels left things off, but it's yeah. all right. But still, though, Ezra's mm-hmm. back. I just couldn't be more happy because when we saw the hologram of Ezra, I mean, I thought he looked good, but that was goofy. Like that was like, yeah. that was. <laughs> I don't goofy. think
0: they ever put in that orange orange suit on him in live I action. Hope. It does not translate well.
1: I hope he keeps the beard, and if he doesn't, he still will look, look oh, great. You, you don't you want him to get the beard off
0: uh i just selfishly i just wanted to get back to like the closest he can possibly get to looking like he did in rebels without <laughs> putting the orange suit back on without i, I want to put some jedi robes on him or something okay. man i loved the scar on his face that was just Oh, oh i didn't
1: even catch that yeah
0: but, I, I only caught it on my rewatch but i i saw it and i was like yes chef's kiss that's so good
1: but i'm glad they went with the beard because it reminds no, me absolutely. of that for this yeah yeah it reminds me of that concept or that fan concept or someone did with an older yes, ezra butcher with that too yeah with yeah, yeah. the beard so it just yeah. it, it was like man everything's just lining up so perfectly with yeah. how some things we just thought would align very well and yeah just man ezra I mean, it's just so funny where like, I got a lot of questions. I'm like, like, wh- but for me also, I'm like, <laughs> I get he's stranded and he's probably made peace that he's stranded there. But my God, just how much has he missed out on? <laughs> yeah. How well, much he said he-, he has a lot of questions. So. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how they do this. But Dude, it's just so Imagine bizarre.
0: Ezra and Jason, like, meeting for the first time. Exactly. Or even just Ezra finding out about Jason, like, uh, okay, last thing though on the beard. I'm I'm glad he had it for like that first interaction, but I hope like by the end of the series he gets like clean shaved and and, and has a clean look. But man, this is this is a whole rabbit hole that I don't want to get into. But I, I just want to say the thought I had: we can we could do like a whole video on this. But um, I'm he's not like, kidding. Is, is Ezra gonna go to like Luke's temple or something and, and does like Ben Solo kill Ezra? Like is Ezra on like the the Jedi Council Luke was forming? Like oh. I'm just like, now that we've got Ezra back, I'm so scared. Of we, I'm going to lose him again. You know what I mean? I'm like, mm. I'm like Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. Like, you know, no, nothing's going to stop me from, Ezra. from keeping Ezra with us.
1: Ezra will be in the Dave Filoni movie. You can count on it.
0: Yeah, I think I think you can count on that. Um, I will say a, a few thoughts on what you said. The Ahsoka Ezra duo. I I was sort of thinking similar in just the sense of like, yeah, the the main character that was hated at the start of the show. And then comes in and then, you know, becomes beloved Ahsoka and Ezra have, you know, they shared that journey in the, in the sense that they both went through it. Um, Yeah, I'm so, I'm so glad this show is like, it's Ahsoka's show, obviously, she's the the name of the show, but I'm glad that like the show is almost about bringing those two together. Like, I love that duo so much and that what we saw in the World Between Worlds, I know there was a lot of, of um, interactions with them in season two, but in the World Between Worlds, I, uh, I thought it was so great. And I'm like, I just love that this show is about bringing those two characters together. Because, I mean, for, for me, uh, so would be, like, probably my third favorite character. So I'm, like, not only on, on that from a selfish perspective, but I just think it's great that these two do come together. It I just couldn't seem uh, more perfect to me. I think it's it's compelling. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's everything. I,
1: I love it. It's just so surreal. So like, I just, I cannot get over it. Like, you have to understand. Like, you have to be in positions like uh, people in my age and and people in ari's age just grow having grown up with clone wars or rebels like you just have to be there like yes we love the movies and everything but like Mm. it it was clone wars and rebels that made us love star wars for what it was like it just it just made me realize like how bigger the story was and the possibilities of storytelling in like already a big universe The, the like Loamers just expanded the universe tenfold, and so did Rebels, and and alongside you had like these amazing characters like Ahsoka, like Ezra, like yeah. Kanan, like Hera, and, and you you can
0: spend the time to connect with them emotionally.
1: Yes, exactly. Like you just got that week to week, and it it was just a comfort thing for both shows for me and one was on Friday nights and one had a very bizarre schedule like one time it would drop on the on the Disney app first the Disney XD app first and then on demand and then it would air on Mondays and Wednesdays and Thursdays it just moved around but I tuned in every week and again just fell in love with these characters and and then here we are just seeing them in in live action and for everyone to see and it's just they're on this big stage and you know it's just it it's just healing that inner child of me that thought that you know people adults thought that cartoons sucked you know that these cartoons sucked and they weren't yeah. canon in star wars and then look oh yeah well guess what yeah, <laughs> so yeah, exactly. i feel very very enlightened by all this
0: i could could not agree more and it's like you say like these shows are like everything to us you know if in, in, for, for in a star wars sense it's like I mean, I, I don't know if you'd agree with this. I, I actually I'm interested to hear it. because for me, if if I could only hold on to two Star Wars things, it's Rebels and Clone Wars every day of the week.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah,
0: me too. Exactly. Like that that is that's like uh, we love everything, but it's like that's that's the you know the core of our of our love of Star Wars. So yeah, it's just it's incredible seeing all this coming together. I think as well to touch on your thoughts about sort of the gee how is Ezra so close and Thorne's never found him and all that sort of stuff. I guess. For me, I don't have, like, a good explanation of why that would be. I guess I sort of just suspended my disbelief a little bit just because I was so caught up in the moment. But maybe as time goes on, I will sort of start to be like, yeah, it's, it's a little... Even now, I'm like, okay, I get it. It's a little goofy. Um, but I, I hope, like, when stuff like this happens, I feel like we never get an explanation. Like, explain, like just drop... Uh, you'd be surprised at uh, how you could... Ezra or one of the characters just needs to drop one line And it can explain everything. You know what I mean? So hopefully we get that in the next two weeks. I liked Ezra saying, oh, we're always on the move, whatever it is. Um, And, you know, maybe Sabine was traveling for for days and days. We don't, and we don't know or whatever it is. But uh, I agree, little goofy, but I suppose for me, I was just so swept up in the moment. I could barely even think about that Um, as well. Also the timing of Ezra coming back. I agree with you. I was sort of like, um, I was talking to Jasper last night about like, what is going to happen tomorrow in, in tomorrow's episode? I just don't know and then I, I said i said i think we'll get thrown back and i think we'll like get like like agonizingly close to ezra at the end of the episode but it was like not halfway through here's Thrawn. here's a bunch of scenes with him and then you know uh, not even in the final scene of the of the episode they're like oh and here's Ezra. i was like what like i as the episode was going on i of started to feel like okay it's gonna happen this week but if you had have told me before the show ezra and Thrawn come in at episode six I wouldn't have believed that, but I'm I'm glad that's what they're doing because now we have two episodes to um, flesh out this whole story. What's been going on with them? What's going to happen in the future? What are the consequences of all the decisions that have been made, especially by Sabine? You know, so um, <clears throat> I'm I'm really happy with the timing of it.
1: Yeah, likewise. I'm uh, I'm glad this wasn't saved for the penultimate episode. It's just right at the sweet spot, just when things were just when you thought things would get. A little too close to the end where you're like no what when, when are we gonna get to enjoy these characters and get to be reunited with them because I, I thought i genuinely then i genuinely thought we wouldn't see them till next week so the fact that we're seeing them this week i really hope next week we just get to expand and 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 really dwell into the because I mean, not that i feel this is all set up because we've experienced a lot of stuff a yeah. lot of things with these characters but i feel like we've yet to hit that climax and obviously we will but it it's going to be big it's going to be big yeah, definitely
0: and and i just i, I know we've been talking about it for a long time but i want to add you told me something before the episode and I'll let you say it on on the show but about the music and about how that uh they hit so much harder because they saved it for the perfect moment talk
1: about that oh oh yeah 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 no exactly so um i love that they could have easily beat us over the head with the same themes and stuff and like you know just just hit us emotionally for every little thing that doesn't require it like if Ahsoka's just talking to Sabine on the on the T6 shuttle and then I, I, you just randomly hear Sabine's theme just out of nowhere it's like I would feel like oh my god Sabine's theme what a lovely piece of music But you know it would I would get the member berries and think of all the like sabine's training with the dark saber and all that stuff and all those like emotional moments with her but then after a while i'd be like okay yeah that's sabine's theme right because now when you hear darth vader's theme it's like oh yeah his theme, cool you know it's like if we just got beat over the head with that then it'd be like great yeah we know what yeah yeah we know that's sort her of thing but they yeah. just say like they almost like make you like thirst for all the music uh, that we know and everything like when we're hearing similar beats of the when we're hearing Thrawn's theme i was like oh man and it was so like stretched out and like you would barely hear the beat of it that you're like just you were just like seething to hear more of it right and then when ezra and sabine hugged you just they just didn't hold back on that one with the the theme of of, um just the themes from rebels and immediately you were just like oh the filled with emotion and all that so perfect moment absolutely absolutely once again love the music and like i said go back to the logo at the beginning you can hear some of the music um that is played when ezra is putting his fist up on the mortis gods
0: yeah and and i think uh it goes to show if we're gonna if john williams uh, isn't able to you know conduct um any the future styles movies which obviously we understand that the guy's like are upwards of nine years old Let's give it to the kindness. I think they really are the next best thing and, and by a long way as well. So, um, yeah, completely agree. Flawless execution there. Um, before we wrap up, let's talk about Baelon Skulk. She had an interesting arc this episode. Yes. Similarly, uh, Sim- I'm not even going to try to say that. My my voice is not working today. Um, <laughs> but in a similar way, I'll say, to uh, how I felt with Ahsoka at the start of the episode, it sort of felt to me like he took a step backwards as well. I, I really believed him in, in what he was saying to Sabine in the fourth episode about, uh, like, you'll be reunited with your friend, all that, and, you know, that he's going to get this promise. But I didn't think that he was going to, like, make it about a technicality and he's like... Because, you know, now will be like, well, I told you you'd reunite with your friend. And, and I did. But it's like I sort of thought he would set her free to just reunite with them, obviously, without affecting them. I, I, I sort of didn't love that. However, I loved the scene with Balin and Shin talking about the Jedi Order, what it meant to him, what it means to him now, and the way he views Ezra. I thought that was great about – I can't remember the exact term that he used, but um, just his thoughts on, on Ezra about being like a – almost like a salvage Jedi who's not even really a Jedi but he's trying to be um, type thing. Um, so I really like that. Um, but yeah. Bogan, overall, I think he
1: called him a Bogan Jedi. Some, did he? It was like was a, a Bogan that? Jedi. Bogan? It's something like that. So I thought you were making a joke for a
0: second. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Know. I don't know exactly what it was. Anyways, but um, no, it was uh, yeah. Balin had had a nice arc this episode, despite I I sort of wish, like I sort of just wish he he stayed even truer to what he said just to being because I really believed that, and that's what made him an interesting character to me. But what did you think of everything Balon's skull this episode?
1: Um, he's another one of those characters that he gets all the best dialogue. Like, come on, yeah. when he was yeah. saying they're being like. Um, empires rise, they fall. They rise, they fall. They rise, they mm-hmm. fall. I want to break the cycle. Like that is just like, like an evil genius talking, and it's scary. Like I'm just like, I don't know if I'm more scared of Throne at this point or of Balin. I think I'm more scared of Balin at this moment. After after some of the dialogue he said, I'm like, like he doesn't even mean to be menacing like that, but he just comes off that way, and it's it's just scary. Um, so yeah I think Balin for me I really really I think this was for me um, his best episode just because he was talking about his kind of like philosophies of the Jedi and 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 just the way he is now it totally reminds me of um, Terran Malicos, um from Jedi Fallen Order and he's like this you know Jedi and hiding from the purge and he like Turn to the dark side for help and wants to gain power through dark magic through the witches and stuff. And Balin is kind of looking at that in a way. So when he says that the witches are leaving and he's like, they're leaving from the power here. So totally reminded me of Terra Malakos. So I wonder if Dave only got inspiration for that because Terra Malakos was on Dathomir and, um sure. and this guy's on a similar planet. So, but yeah, I think, I think this is Balin's be- best episode in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see where his arc goes uh, this uh, this season because he's been he's just been such a great addition to this cast of familiar characters. But he's been that that new character that we're, we're sort of yes. I mean, we're asking questions about everyone, but h- him to be a new character and, and bring in a really nice energy to the show and something an extra layer of intrigue to the narrative. I think is great. Um, and yeah, I guess the the episode ends with Thrawn finds out that okay, you've been followed and something's going to go down is it going to be in this galaxy is it going to be in our galaxy like we don't know and he says give me everything everything you know about ahsoka tano because he's gonna i think we're gonna see um a a thrawn show a display of his his dominance i suppose within battle um where he he's like tell me everything i need to know about ahsoka tano he'll learn everything go all right this is how i'm gonna defeat her he'll do it then everyone's gonna go okay Thorn, thorn is bad thorn's a big deal it's a big deal that thorn's coming back um but yeah i like i, I like this ending i think the show is just paced so well for me and it it, it doesn't leave me uh unsatisfied i like I, i'm extremely satisfied with with the dose that we got this episode and i'm just like bang next two weeks I'm so ready for it um but i liked this ending what do you think
1: yeah no likewise um I, he was like just fire on the whales whatever whales are coming in shoot at them shoot at them with probably. prejudice." Yeah, oh yeah, with prejudice. I was like, oh, okay, using trigger words there, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, seemed, he seemed really angry and um he's got a plan on it. I'm curious if he will dwell into Anakin being because he know he figured out spoiler alert for the books, he figured out Thrawn or Anakin was Darth Vader um yeah. pretty quickly in Thrawn Alliances or after in some inference. But so I wonder if they're going to continue with that. And I mean Thrawn's not dumb. He's worked with both in canon. He's worked with both Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader. So I'm mm-hmm. very curious as to will he play on that card of your you lost your master. Oh, you yeah, know. he will. Yeah, especially after a- Episode Five. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I I'm thinking he will. I wonder how he'll play it. Um. I wonder if we'll get like a similar. I don't know. Like I said, Ahsoka's made peace with it, so maybe it won't affect her. But maybe he'll drop some new insight that would, you know, make her act otherwise. We'll see. I'm yeah. very curious. I'm, I'm very excited for next week. Next week, yeah. I'm gonna make sure I have popcorn, and I'm gonna. It's <laughs> gonna be a. It's gonna be a big event.
0: Oh yeah, that's it. And unfortunately. No Puffer Pig this week. We're going to have to wait another week for the Puffer Pig. It's I'm starting to lose faith, man. I'm starting to lose faith.
1: We have two episodes. We have two episodes. We got this.
0: Two to go. Um, But yeah, that that is our review. Let's give some overall thoughts now and a rating. Um, I'll go first. I'll say great episode, flawlessly executed pretty much on all fronts besides a few tweaks that I think both of us would have made here or there. Um I'll give it a 9 out of 10. It was it was bloody good, really enjoyable. Can't wait for next week. What where are you sitting?
1: Surprising, surprising just surprising story decisions cuz I I would have thought they would have saved this towards like maybe even like the last episode, but they sprung and gave us this a, a, a bit sooner. Um mm-hmm. love the characterizations. I think the story is great um very curious to see what happens next week literally i have on my paper that i have on my index card that I was writing down notes nine out of ten as well so yeah. um yeah we're on the same page there and next week it's just gonna be so i hope it's gonna be so good because this week i genuinely my 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 hype was low because i'm like oh i feel like it's just gonna be a fuller episode but just yeah no like they're it's just it's it's they're just kicking and swinging every single week and i we have to really appreciate that because there, there's been times when we've sat here and been like, "Man, this was such a dud of an episode. Like, it's just, it just went nowhere. We went in all different directions, but move forward, mm. and we just keep moving forward. And this definitely, yeah, this totally feels like." exactly yeah. and this definitely feels like a part one part two part three part if you you could sit down and watch this as an entire movie if you wanted to so yeah. i love oh, that
0: we, yeah we got to do that when this series is over <laughs> i've been fantasizing about like watching this in full ever since really the first two episodes really quick one more thought i was so worried for a second that this episode was going to be a Hugh yang flashback episode when he's like would you like to hear a story i was like oh no please please don't oh. be, don't don't do this to us today. thank god they didn't do that um, quick thought yeah, any, for me um yeah, 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 yeah.
1: space wheels at the very beginning of the high, at hyperspace scene that like multicolor that rebels introduced mm. amazing that look mm. I wish I, I wish I played off for 10 minutes I would just sit I was saying it mesmerized. awesome stuff
0: yeah no I completely agree but uh that is a episode six we are just loving this series this is probably the funnest I think either of us have had covering a show just because week to week it's just yes. so enjoyable so it's much to talk about and uh yeah it's it's hitting us in the fields, we're absolutely loving it um if you haven't already please like the video if you're watching on youtube subscribe to the channel if you're an audio listener we'd really appreciate a five star review a follow all that you can follow mike at all underscore star wars me at star wars underscore exchange it's star- oh, you can't follow me there but where you can follow me <laughs> is at star wars <laughs> underscore exchange and you can follow the podcast page uh which is at the sw exchange where we're a bit light on for content at the moment in terms of uh life's been getting crazy we're a bit busy but we're gonna get back on it um as soon as we can so yeah stick around and uh, i think we already said thanks for 500 followers but if we haven't already thanks for 500 followers um yeah we're loving this we'll see you guys next week may the force be with you see you later